Hello everyone. Just wanted to say before we start this podcast that we are recording this on the 17th of June 2020 amidst the COVID-19 crisis in the UK. This information was correct at time of recording, but obviously we are living in a constantly changing situation. So please listen to the latest guidance when listening to this podcast. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Get That Grad Job, a podcast brought to you by the Lancaster University Careers Team. Today's theme is job searching in tough times. I'm Hannah, your host, and I'm joined by three guests today. Could you all just introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Diane Richardson. I'm the Quality and Information Manager within the Central Career Service, and part of my responsibility is to collect data related to graduate destinations. And I'm Yvonne, and I'm the Disability Specialist Careers and Employment Advisor. So I particularly support students who have disabilities, specific learning difficulties, and mental health problems that might have some influence on them planning their next steps beyond university. And I'm Jo Hobbs, um, Careers and Placements Consultant at Lancaster University. So I work specifically with placement year students, um, but also students across every other year group as well. Fab, thank you so much for joining me today. And I've actually asked these three guests to come because they all have a unique link to graduating and job searching in tough times. Could you all just tell me a little bit about what your link is with this? I'm the oldest member of the group today. I actually graduated in the mid-1980s during what was at that time and until very recently the most difficult job market since the Great Depression of the 1930s. I think the statistics were that something like 25% of people aged 16 to 24 were unemployed at that time. Also, I, I graduated from a northern university and changes in the British economy at the time meant that the job market in the Midlands and the north was very difficult. And also, I wanted to go into the public sector and go Government policy at that time was contracting the public sector. So all round, I made it pretty difficult for myself. <laughs> and so I graduated in the 2008 recession. So uh, I graduated in 2007 and I started a postgraduate course in 07 as well. And I dropped out of that program just before Christmas. So I started job hunting at the start of 2008, just when the recession hit in the UK. So I have got experience of what it's like looking for your first graduate job in the middle of a recession and probably some hints and tips of things that I would do differently now that I didn't think about doing at the time. <laughs> so I graduated in um, the early 2000s and it was actually a relatively buoyant market um, at the time that I left university. But since then, because I've been collecting graduate destination data, um, I collected that data over the period of the last recession. So you could see some interesting trends and patterns developing there. So that's, that's why I'm here today. Great. And we're really lucky to have you join us. So my first question to you all, um, maybe a little bit more to Joe and to Yvonne, is what does job searching in tough times like a recession actually look like practically? I would say that it looks like... You have to be on it all the time, not 24-7, but, you know, you can't decide you're not going to bother for three weeks or something. And you have to really kind of think creatively and cover all the bases in terms of both where the jobs might come up or come from and also what you might be suited to. 
I found it to be all about kind of thinking laterally. The other aspect of it is that it did go on for quite a long time. <laughs> so job searching for me at the start of 2008, it was quite unstructured. To be honest, I hadn't really given too much thought about what sort of jobs I was looking for. So that immediately made it quite difficult. I kind of was scouring the job market without any particular job roles in mind. So again, like with benefit of hindsight, I would have taken some time, first of all, to think about what it is I was actually looking for, where I was looking. I think I paid too much focus on what other people said as well. So people telling me there aren't jobs in X, Y, Z, or there's only jobs in London now. I listened to that rather than actually researched these facts, as it were, for myself. <laughs> and I think nowadays, actually, you know, sort of 12 years later, um, you've got much quicker access to, you know, what the actual labour market's looking like. So that's something that I would definitely recommend graduates who are coming into the job market now sort of take ownership of it a little bit. I think Joe's just made a really good point there. So what we noticed during the last recession was that the media love negative stories about the lack of graduate jobs. And I think a lot of graduates were reading those stories or seeing them on the TV and and just going along with that and believing that that was the case. When actually the message we were getting from employers was they were struggling to recruit. So a lot of graduates had made that decision to take a year out or perhaps to not look for a graduate role because they didn't believe those positions were there. Yet the opposite story was coming from the recruiters who were really struggling to get good quality graduates because they just weren't applying. So I think if you do do your research, look at that labour market information. Then sometimes the pitch is quite different from the one that the media is trying to sell. So we've talked a little bit just now about being a little bit flexible and maybe looking at different jobs that you might not have expected. How do you identify what kind of opportunities are going to be valuable for your future career instead of just getting any old job that you can find? So I think um, Joe made a really good point about giving some thought to where you were aiming for, what matters to you, because I found that it was important to identify what my priorities were and what my interests were, not necessarily with specific job titles attached, but, you know, the things that I was looking for and equally the parameters of what I wasn't prepared to accept. And I think that's important because when, when the times are tough and there's not a huge choice of jobs, you need to know what is acceptable and what is not to you. And that might be in terms of the nature of the job role, how many hours it is, its geographical location, as well as the nature of the job. So for me, the starting point was, what am I not prepared to do? And then of what I would like to do, what am I interested in? And then I was just looking for anything that would give me the skills and the experience to evidence that I had the capability. So, you know, I did voluntary work. I did part-time courses. I mean, this was in the years before the internet, so I had to physically <laughs> go to a place, you know, uh, and do an evening course or whatever. But these days I'd have been all over Open Learn, Coursera, Future Learn, all of those um, but I would also have got out there and done something, even if it wasn't paid work, if it was getting me the skills and getting me the right experience and was maybe giving a chance to try stuff out. 
So that, to me, is what it's about. Yeah, I think it's not feeling pressurised to go for the first job that you see or even the first one that you're offered if there's something about it that you think is going to make you unhappy or that something doesn't feel right about it. I think you can worry too much about what other people think, you know, like, oh, you're lucky to get offered a job in, in the recession, so so take it. I mean, I ended up, I got just a part-time job in a local bar initially because my main pressing issue was actually finances. It was, I need an income um, to pay my rent. So I was less picky, you know, I picked something local and convenient that was flexible. And then once I had that, you know, basic income coming in, I then felt more relaxed in, actually then researching what it was I wanted to do going forward I could dedicate more time to that so it's not that you know a part-time job that's not even you know typically a graduate level is isn't is a bad thing because it gave me a bit of headspace to think about what I wanted to do I still developed useful skills that I still you know use in my jobs today that wasn't why I took that job you know I hadn't even thought about drawing those dots up but on you know with the benefit of hindsight it was actually a good move for me. But at the time, it was just kind of, it was the best thing for me right then at that time. Yeah, I think like Joe said, you have to be quite flexible. So you might have a picture in your mind of the job that you want and that job might not be available at the moment, but it's what else is there out there that will give you the skills that you're looking for that will, when we've kind of got through this difficult period, will you then be able to use those skills when you're applying for the job that you really do want? So it's making the most of your time and recognising that it might not be the role that you want, but it will still be valuable. I would also like to say not to be too proud and too hung up on the graduate level job. Um, I I mean, I ended up on a government youth job creation programme after I'd been unemployed for six months I became eligible for these things and the one that I did it was it was brilliant in terms of the skills I learned I I, and from that opportunity I I was there with them for about six months before I got what you might call a proper job the the interests and the values um, and the insights that I got from that job I was working for a world development education charity as their kind of resource library assistant I suppose is what you'd call me and some of the links and some of the things that I learned from that have stayed with me for the 30 or more years since and it was a really good job it was just unfortunate that it was a charity. They couldn't afford to pay me. And so it was a government job creation scheme. I know there are not too many of those about these days, but, you know, who's to say? But it, it was part time. It was very poorly paid. You know, they had to give me my bus fare out of their petty cash <laughs> because I was so poorly paid and that sort of thing. But it really was a stepping stone to evidence in what I could do. That's great. It's a good opportunity for you to research the labour market as well. So if you were intending on going into a sector which has been hit hard by the recession, um, then it, you can reevaluate re- a little bit. So, you know, we know from our experience that the vast majority of graduate schemes and graduate jobs actually accept students from any degree discipline. So some of it can be actually widening your perspective a little bit in terms of what sort of jobs you could go into you know not being too fixated on what your original plans were and you know we can help with that so if it is thinking about well what options are open to me what might 
be of interest to me? Where might my skills fit? Then do utilize the career service. You know, we're here to help you. And we've always been able to help graduates remotely, but we're kind of geared up even more so to do that now. Yeah, I would like to add something there, which um, is really important that kind of if you are job hunting against a lot of competition, don't limit your chances uh, unintentionally by maybe not putting in as strong an application as you could have done. Do access advice and information I've done every time because unfortunately I've graduated out of two recessions but certainly the 1980s one which was the deepest one I used the university career service quite a few times and they helped me to really you know crystallize what I had to offer and and reflect on it in ways that I don't think I could have done because when you live in it and you're in the middle of it, you don't always see what you can do or what the value of things you have done is. One of the things as well um, is that at this stage, if you graduate and you might think that you just want some time to kind of work on applications yourself or see what's out there. But if, say, six months down the line, 12 months down the line, you think, actually, I, I really need some help. I'm not getting the jobs that I'm, I'm really interested in. Then you can come back and use the career service at any time. One of the things about Lancaster is that we offer careers advice for life. So it's really important to know that we're still open to you at any stage in your career. Yvonne, I really liked what you were saying about working out what you have to offer. So how do you work out what you have to offer to employers? Maybe in corporate terms, that might be your unique selling point, your USP. I would say you have to start from yourself and not from the employer, if you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I think the starting point, if and many people have done this before they graduate, but is, is, is reviewing what you've done and what you feel your skills are. You know, kind of do it. writing a CV is actually a good way of doing this because it does get you to reflect on things. And very often somebody else, whether it's somebody from the university career service or another trusted person in your life, can see things that you can't. But it is really about starting with, well, what's my profile of skills, interests and values? Because all of those are going to be things you can draw on to give a sense of what you uniquely can bring to an employer. And if you want to find out more about selling your experiences in applications, we've actually got a podcast, which is uh, the second podcast in this series, uh, which you can listen to. Thanks, Yvonne. And it sounds like actually it can be quite tough searching for jobs in tough times. So how do you stay resilient through this process? When the job market is tough and you're maybe not getting the responses that you are hoping for, it it can be quite draining. It can wear you down. But one thing that's really important to remember in times like these is that it is not a reflection on you. Bigger forces mm. are at play in the world and in the economy. And so... It's not a judgment on you and a reflection as an individual. I used to give myself permission to get really angry sometimes (laughs) 
about it all and have a good old rant. Um, this was in the Thatcher years, so I used to have a good old rant about what Maggie Thatcher was doing, etc., etc., <laughs> to the country and, and what it was doing to my life and my friends' lives. And you're just venting, really, you know, rather than suppress that stuff when it doesn't feel fair because it's not fair, you acknowledge that and deal with it and, and realise that it's not that no, nobody thinks you're any good. It's just such a massive numbers game that you're not getting lucky on the numbers. So that's definitely one thing I would say is not to take it personally at all. And then be kind to yourself. You know, do give yourself time off from job seeking and thinking about jobs and the thing that really saved me my mental health and well-being in that time was finding other things to put my energy and interest into that uh, kind of gave me a sense of achievement and meaning in life so that, you know, I could just leave the job stuff aside and think, yeah, well, okay, that's another 10 gone off in two days, 10 applications and I've still not heard anything back. But actually this little personal project I'm working on or this voluntary work or whatever is really good and um, this is a good thing for me. So that those would be my tips. Yeah, I love that. Just following on from Yvonne there, I think I'd agree as well that there's that temptation when you're desperately looking for work that you start just sending out application after application after application and you're actually becoming really weary at the process. And because of that, you're probably not sending out the best applications anyway because you're kind of losing the will to put the effort in thinking, well, it's not going to be successful anyway. Um, so having a little bit of, of a rest and thinking about things perhaps differently then when you come back to it, you can start putting together some really strong applications. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I think it's trying to avoid that burnout, isn't it? Mm. And the pressure that you put on yourself or that you feel that other people are putting on you, you have to take it easy on yourself and yeah, give yourself set times of day, for example, to work on job searches and applications, but then do something else, switch off completely and do something that you enjoy. And, you know, it is fine to get frustrated at times and feel like it's unfair because it is this isn't what you expected at the end of your degree program nobody anticipated this so you know try not to take any kind of setbacks personally absolutely and I hope throughout this podcast that we've raised your confidence we've given you a bit of hope as to your future but actually do you think there's any benefits to graduating into tough times potentially into a recession so I've been reflecting on this and thinking, yeah, what aspects of going through that have paid off in the long term? And for me, it is very long term because I'm kind of at the other <laughs> end of my career now from, from graduation. I think what it did was it did lead to me being an awful lot clearer about what did and didn't matter to me. Uh, both in career terms and other aspects of getting a job, like I mentioned before about locations and job titles and salaries, you know, all those things that come together for you to choose whether a job is right for you beyond just what your daily tasks would be. So I think it, it did give me a clarity that has served me well ever since. Of course, you do review things, but I, I've always had some very clear ideas about what mattered to me 
in my working life. And also, I know I can get through tough times. Uh, getting through tough times and coming out the other side and building something up does give you this sort of inner confidence that means you maybe will take a few more risks in life because you kind of know you've got the grit, the resilience to keep going and to make it work even when the odds are stacked against you. And again, I think that's very useful. And also I discovered skills and interests that I never knew I had, (laughs) you know, that in ending up in sort of some fairly random volunteering and work situations, I discovered things about myself which were very useful to know and, again, have all helped me have a picture of what my value is, what my USP is. It's highly likely that at some point in the future you're going to hit some more bumps in the road career-wise, you know, whether it's your own decisions to move on or not of your own making. So having been through a similar experience before where you've had to maybe consider alternatives or kind of take a step back and look at things with a more long-term view, it can be beneficial in the future to have been through something similar before. So although it might not seem like it now, you might find that actually living through this experience means that you can weather similar storms better in the future. Absolutely. So Hannah, when we were talking a few weeks ago, one of the things you said then was that sometimes you have to look at your long-term career goal and then work backwards Mm -hmm. from that. So if you think where you want to go and then think about how you're going to get there, then it might be that the career that you've always wanted, that you can't kind of find a a job in that particular area at the moment. Think about what skills you might get from a different career and how that might eventually translate into the role that you want. Mm -hmm. So maybe not think about your next step, think about your long-term goal and then work backwards from that. One of the things that my entry into the job market and not having a full choice because of the economic circumstances, one of the really big benefits for me was that in the long run, it did lead to me finding the career that I have been in for decades now and have always enjoyed and found very rewarding. Because um, when I was an undergraduate and at the point of graduation, I was very interested in being a librarian and I'd done the work Mm. experience and I'd found out about the grad scheme and all of this sort of thing. I didn't get a place on the grad scheme. And so... I was prepared to start at the bottom in like the local libraries. I was happy to be a library assistant. But even those jobs at that time were really hard to get where I was living because of the way local government was reducing its staffing and people from other roles were being redeployed. So somebody coming in from outside just really had no chance at all. So that's that's why I ended up doing the voluntary job in the library of a world development education charity so at that point it looked like it was librarianship but the world development education charity were very clear that they couldn't fund a job for me once the government job creation scheme stopped paying so I ended up going into the civil service at executive officer level because at that time you had to move to London Uh, really, if you were going to go in to the highest dream. So I went in as an executive officer and ended up managing a team of staff in a benefit office. And what I found was 
that one of the bits of the job that I you know really really enjoyed was doing the kind of annual appraisals and performance development reviews and basically talking to in my case my team were quite young about what they what they got out of their jobs what they hoped their futures would be and through a chain of circumstances that led to me uh, finding out about careers guidance as a career and in turn, getting a place on uh, a, career, a, a postgraduate careers guidance course, getting a vocational qualification in the work. And then I've worked in all sorts of roles and in all sorts of services, but I've always loved it. And I don't know if I'd have found that out if I'd have got on that grad scheme as a librarian. I might have just been a very discontented librarian. <laughs> so, yeah, that is another big payoff for me. One thing I did do when I was looking for jobs during the recession, which has just come back to me now, was I did register with graduate job agencies. Um, so I was looking for stuff. But then every now and again, I would get phone call from from graduate job agencies who, you know, had contacts with employers. So unadvertised jobs and would interview me for those. And so just thinking about how you, you know, you haven't got to do it all yourself in terms of job seeking. There's far more graduate job agencies available nowadays as well. But it does also link back to what I said about don't take the first thing they throw at you as well. So I was very much focused on finding jobs than human resources. And every now and again, they would phone me up with something that really wasn't that. And so I did have to, you know, make a decision that I thought was best for myself, which was to turn down jobs that I didn't think were going to get me to where I wanted to go. Um, But so, yeah, just food for thought would be, you know, what external agencies could you engage with to help with your job search? Mm. I like that top tip. And just before we finish, has anyone got any kind of final top tips or quick final thoughts? I think what I'd just like to say is that although we are currently in unprecedented times, we hear this all the time, that the (laughs) pandemic is unprecedented. And that is true. Recessions are not unprecedented. You know, economic tough times and competitive job markets happen about once a generation. And some of us are the ones who, you know, are at the sharp end of that. But it all comes right in the end. You know, at the time, it sometimes feels like, why did this happen to me? But over time, and I can say this because I'm talking about experiences from 30 years ago now, it did all come out right in the end through, you know, kind of sticking with it, looking for the opportunities, being flexible, being creative, and just hanging on in there, really. And times change. Fab. Thank you. I think going back to what we've already said, the important thing is to do your research because although a lot of areas, yeah, they're really struggling at the moment, so hospitality, tourism, we know those areas are experiencing a really bad time. On the reverse side of that, there are certain industries, certain sectors, they're actually going to come out of this really well. So have a look at that labour market intelligence and spot those opportunities because they are out there. I'm not saying it's going to be easy to find them, but you will find that there are opportunities. Mm. Yeah, definitely. You know, don't assume, as we said earlier, that there aren't any jobs. You know, the forecasts for the graduate labour market are around about maybe a 12% reduction in graduate jobs is what's anticipated. So it's not ideal, but it doesn't mean there's no jobs. So it's kind of trying to bear that in mind rather than focusing on on the bad news or the fake news. And obviously, the main thing is to think that the recession won't last forever. 
So yes, it's going to be a challenging few months, but it will get better and easier. Mm. Fab. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast of Get That Grad Job, which will actually be the last in this series. Uh, Thank you to my guests today and across the whole series. We hope to be back with you in the autumn, but for now, good luck with getting that grad job from all of us at Lancaster University Careers. See you later.